All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of the Sports Ethos Celtics podcast. After an amazing Celtics win, it wasn't pretty. It was pretty actually ugly for the most part, but the Celtics pull out a win and go up 3-2. I am your host, Patrick Lounsbury, here with my co-host, Lucas Gaynor. Lucas, how are you feeling after watching such a interesting game? You know, I'm good, Patrick. You know, good and glad to be up 3-2. You know, happy to have a leg up in the series. But uh, like you said, pretty ugly game. You know, to quote uh, reporter Brian Robb, he tweeted, you know, after the game, this feels like the Celtics' entire season in uh, two hours. And that's basically what it was, a speed run of the entire season there. Uh, Things were going terribly in the first half and then phenomenally in the second half. Um, you know, we cut down on those turnovers in the second half, started moving the ball more, attacking off the catch instead of just attacking, you know, with a bunch of dribbles here. And uh, the Celtics looked a lot better, plain and simple. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a defensive battle type of game, uh, real ugly. And it was just like, who can be less ugly throughout the game enough to pull out a victory? And now we have the Celtics who were able to do enough in this game. And... Honestly, that's just kind of been the MO of the series, right? We haven't had a lot of games that were really, really, like, interesting as far as watching-wise uh, in a, maybe an aspect of somebody who's not a fan of either team. But when you're a fan of these teams, like you're still, like, watching them win in any type of fashion. So as much as we want to say it was an ugly win, like, we just are happy to see a Celtics win, and we could watch that game even again and be like, yes, we're, we're excited that the Celtics are able to go up 3-2. And we're talking about a huge win, right? They go on the road in Miami, 2-2 series, and they just capitalized, man. They, they needed this win a lot. Now we're headed back to the TD Garden for game six and hopefully getting a – you know, knocking out the Miami Heat and returning to the finals for the first time since 2010. Uh, but there's still a lot to go here that we need um, to lock in here because me and you talked about before the game. We don't like all the, the chatter of, of looking ahead. We want to just focus on the series in, at hand. Yeah, 100%, Pat. Um, you know, we came back from 3-2 against the Bucks. It's going to be tough to do that back-to-back series, you know, especially – such a physical series against the Heat. So I'm glad that we went in there and stole game five from them. And I'm with you, Pat. I don't like all this Warriors talk. You know, I might have engaged in a little bit of it, but to quote the great Kobe Bryant, job's not finished. What's there to be happy about? And then to quote our great Jason Tatum, quote, we can't look past them. This is far from over. So Jason himself knows it because he knows he was just in the same situation that the Heat were against the Bucks. And uh, Celtics just got to come back home game six take care of business so they can get that extra five days of rest, hopefully. But uh, until then, Pat, I'm not, I'm not uttering the team uh, over in uh, the Bay Area's name until, uh, until the job is completely finished. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Like, there's, there's still a lot, uh, lot that can go wrong in the series. And talking about game five, man, uh, it, it came out in a way where I was like, I was shaking my head. I was like, oh, no. Uh, the turnovers just piled on quickly and I was like, man, where is the focus, man? Where was the focus? The the team ended up stabilizing as the game progressed, but uh, I would be lying to say if I wasn't worried some in that first quarter. Uh, a lot of uh, what kind of saved us was Derek White came in and and was absolutely phenomenal for the Celtics, as well as Al Horford just holding it down uh, for the big men as well. I think without these two guys, man, the, the Celtics would be in a lot of trouble, so – uh, I am going to shout out Brad Stevens for one, getting out Horford back on this team before uh, 
the season started and two for making that bold choice to send out the first round picks with, uh, you know, Josh Richardson and acquiring a, a guy like Derek white, because without these two guys right now, man, it's, it would be very tough for the Celtics to overcome some of the things that they've made mistakes in. Yeah, no, Derek white was finishing phenomenally in this game in the paint off balance, tough shots, tough angles, really played a phenomenal game offensively and defensively. Um, probably the most complete game we've seen from Derek white in the playoffs thus far. And then once again, Patrick, as far as that Al Horford, uh, Trade is concerned. ESPN, when that trade was made, day of the trade, gave that trade a C-plus grade for the Celtics. A C-plus. Now listen, some people might claim I'm using hindsight, but having watched who Kemba had turned into and knowing who Al Horford could still be after watching him in OKC, that was an A trade right there, and it is definitely an A-plus trade today. So uh, ESPN, please apologize to our guy Brad Stevens. But I uh, know just a phenomenal trade. And like you said, man, those turnovers in the first half, Pat. Jalen had four. Felt like he was turning it over more than that, honestly. But he only finished with four turnovers in the first half. I, should, I shouldn't say only, but I say only because Pat didn't feel like eight. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. But, uh, you know. Turnovers definitely ahead. felt like it was abundance for sure in that, like, first half in general. But it was mm-hmm. – it was it stabilized, man. Um, Jalen Brown, Brown ended up stabilizing as the game went on. And that's why I didn't freak out too much in the first half. Like, obviously, I'm with you. Like, I didn't feel great. But, you know, Twitter was losing its wits. You know how they do. You know, saying, oh, my God, bench Jalen. You know, even some reputable people on there said, I don't know if you can play Jalen Brown in this game. But, you know, things – I love the term regression, right? Jalen played a terrible first half. You know, chances are he was not going to play that entire game that poorly because when was the last time we saw Jalen play an entire game that badly? It's been a while. You know, he's not always great. But he was really bad in that first half, so I believed in him, expected him to rebound. That's exactly what he did. But I don't want to just blame um, just Jalen Brown in that first half. Tatum, you know, he played pretty well outside of his shooting, though. He was one for nine in the first half. That certainly did not help our offense, Pat. Yeah, that did not help our offense. But, man, was he so good at playmaking in that first half. He was really good at getting the ball moving. And it wasn't like he was taking those shots in, in good situations, and they were just short, man. He he just needs to kind of get to the rim right now. If that shoulder is going to bother him, understand. Like, you're playing – I'm playing with a bum shoulder. So I'm not going to try to shoot as much as as I can. In other words, so I'm going to try to get to the rim. I'm going to try to get to the free throw line. Try to get the easy stuff. If you know that you're you're dealing with something and you're going to go out there and compete, then don't – allow the thing you're dealing with become so crucial in hindering on what you're trying to do and, and help accomplish the team goal and getting a win. So I think that's just important for, for Tatum to understand is, and I think he got it pretty well in that first half by distributing the ball. I, maybe he could have taken a couple less shots, but overall, like you want your stars to stay aggressive. I mean, the same thing I talked about in game four was I'm happy they didn't take Tatum out because I think you need them to watch them play through things, right? And same thing with people overreacting to Jalen in this game was like, they need to pull him out. No, you don't pull out your stars. No matter how bad that they're playing, you let them play through it. If Jalen ends up playing this game really poorly throughout the whole game, you live with it. You live with it. It's just same as you lived with Jason Tatum doing it. So seeing this is why you leave them in. Jalen proved in the second half that like, hey, I'm I'm a different guy. Like I can't get going. Yeah, he didn't end up 
like being bad the whole game like Jason Tatum may have been. And that's why you just leave your stars in at the end of the day. It used to make or miss league, and that's even with your stars at times. And we're, I'm just happy Jalen was able to get back on track. Yeah, 100%. No, I think Jay, uh, Jason played pretty well in the first half, you know, outside of the shooting, but it's always going to kill you when your best player is going one for nine and a half. You know, that's always going to make your offense look a little bit worse than it should. Um, but in the same vein, Pat, you know, the two leading scores for the Celtics, Derek White and uh, Al Horford weren't the only players in double figures. And then Bam Adebayo was the only player on the Heat in double figures. So Jimmy as well, struggling offensively. Kyle Lowry continuing to struggle, does not score at all in this game, let alone just in the first half. Um, the Heat are going to need more more from both of those guys going forward if they want to, you know, keep extending the series. But I think although the Celtics offense was garbage, really, in that first half was very ugly and turnover ridden, they were making Miami's life incredibly hard on their own offensive end in their own right. So, you know, once again, my source of confidence for the Celtics in this series and just in general is that defense, man. I know we can push anybody to, you know, their limits, taking tough shots, not being able to get into their offense. So shout out to the defense for that, even though our offense looked I'm not going to pull any punches. It looked atrocious, man, in that first half. Um, but like you said, man, Tatum was making plays for other people. D. White and Al Horford stepped up to keep us in the game. Uh, and then Jalen and Jason got back to it in the second half, man. Yeah, this was totally a, a team effort. Team effort from the Celtics. And the reason that you should feel confident with this team is because we have the best defense in the league, in the playoffs, in the regular season. This Defense also doesn't lose much of a step even when they miss guys, all right? We've seen them without Robert Williams for a series. We've seen them without Marcus Smart before. Like, as long as that they have about seven to six guys healthy, like, this this team is really, really strong on that defensive side of the ball. And I think a lot – I think the most crucial part of this defense has really been Al Horford, and people might overlook that. There's a reason why he got some votes to be on the all uh, – uh, in the defensive player of year vote. I know it was like a really lower vote. I think it was like a fifth place vote, but he still ended up getting a vote. And the reason for that was because Horford's been so good positioning wise. You look at his blocks uh, numbers and, and he was just phenomenal throughout the regular season. He, him and Robert Williams on the floor together are just insane, right? Like you get by Al Horford, then you got Robert Williams or vice versa. Their ability to rim protect and protect each other like they make up for each other's mistakes so it's like they can even when they rarely make a mistake you're running right into the other one so it makes it so difficult when they're both on the court and Al Horford has been so phenomenal uh especially with how in and out of the lineup Robert Williams has been dealing with this knee issue uh kudos to Al Horford he's he's the veteran on the team which means he, he's showing a tons of leadership He's the old man that just keeps it going, and he's played phenomenal throughout the series. Yeah, Al Horford, man, absolutely been our rock, our backbone, our backbone of this team. You know, starting off with the Bruce Brown comments, man. You know, before the first round, Al proved that he's really valuable in every single series, and uh, I'm glad he's been able to play these big minutes at his old age, man. He's really stepping up, and. I just think you see the difference of this team when they've got Al Horford here, you know, to make a difference on both ends of the floor. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, another thing was, you know, Al Horford and Derek White went 10 of 13. Um, at one point, they were 10 of 13 from the field with 27 points. And that was just like halfway through the third. 
they were just super efficient and just really good. And and at that point of the third quarter, you had Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Smart combined for six of twenty-five with eight turnovers, and they were winning somehow. That, that was good? not good. That is not good at all. And they were winning. <laughs> You're telling me those three are going six for twenty-five with eight turnovers, and the Celtics are winning? That's because Al Horford and Derek White went ten of thirteen to offset it. The so once again, like that's what's that's what's so different about this Celtics team is that. Yeah, you need stars to be stars at the end of the day to win, you know, win things and win chips and hardware. But at the same time, like having a really, really good supporting cast like the Boston Celtics have allows those guys not always to have to be over the top great. And we've seen a lot throughout these playoffs that this team is is deep, man. It is a very deep team. You got guys who are ready to step up into roles like Derek White. You got Grant Williams, who's played phenomenal throughout some games. You have Peyton Pritchard playing playing great throughout some games. So ultimately, this team is just doing a lot collectively as a unit. And it's really hard to pinpoint one guy to, to really be like, yeah, this this team is is riding him. I know the first name is always Jason Tatum. You look at the numbers, and they're always going to say Jason Tatum's the, the leader uh, as far as everything else goes. But this team really runs off of a, an engine as a whole rather more than a single person. Yeah, 100%, 100% man. The sum of the parts is much greater than any individual. Um, you know, basketball is a team game. And like you said, although elite talent is, you know, probably the driving force to championships, no player has ever won a championship by himself. He always had a good, you know, good teammates, good supporting cast. Um, you know, you know what they say, Michael couldn't have done it without Scotty. Um, so, you know, that's kind of like how the Celtics are. But, you know, we got Jalen and Jason, like you said, man, Al, Derek, Smart. Peyton, um, all these guys, man, really stepping up. Grant, I should not forget, he's been phenomenal. Um, you know, all these guys stepping up really gives the Celtics a great chance to make the finals, Pats. First time since 2010. I really can't believe I uh, – really can't believe I'm saying that right now. We are one game away from the NBA finals. But like we said, man, the job is not finished here. Got to take care of uh, – got to take care of business in game six. Yeah, game game six is going to be very important. Um, I want to also touch on ask you kind of a question. Let's see, let's see what you can answer here. So the Heat starting backcourt, Max Drews and Kyle Lowry, have combined for how many baskets in the last two games? Okay, I, I can already tell you they combined for four points, but how many baskets? How many field goals made do you think they combined? So for? I know they've literally combined for right. They've combined for four points, right? The last two games. Am I am I wrong about that? I I don't have that stat ahead of me. That might have been something. That I'm going to go ahead and time. say one field goal. I'm going to say one field goal. You are correct. They are one of twenty eight in the last two games, which is three point six percent. That is, and the one field goal they made was a three pointer, which they are one of nineteen. That is five point three percent. That is unbelievable. I mean, simply put, if you're getting that from your backcourt, you're not going to win. I mean, it's just uh, it's just such an uphill battle. Like I know Kyle Lowry helps the offense, and I kind of and I talked him up. He definitely helps the offense run smoother, but he's got to give you more than he's averaging the series four point six points per game, and like three point six assists. They just need more from Kyle Lowry. I know he's coming off the injury. I know he's an older guy, but he's going to be the Heat's point guard for the next three seasons. He's making a lot of money the next three seasons, so. Kyle Lowry has got to figure it out, you know, not only this season, but going forward for the Heat if they want to continue contending with this core they got right here. So, 
you know, Max Truce, I love the guy. His story's cool. You know, cut by multiple teams, tore his knee, came back in his playing, you know, starting on an Eastern Conference Finals team. But at the end of the day, there's just arguably too big of a talent discrepancy here between the Celtics two guard and Jalen Brown and uh, Max Struess, unfortunately, for him. So love the story, but, you know, those guys just need to provide more for the Heat if the Heat want to extend the series, especially, I would say, Kyle Lowry. Because, you know, Pat, you're not really expecting Struess to come on here and give you 25, right? That's not... You just want him to hustle, knock down his open shots, grab some rebounds, play some solid defense. Lowry, you're paying like $30 million a year pretty much. So, you know, you need more of a contribution offensively from him. Yeah, Lowry Lowry's definitely going to need to be better for the Heat. But uh, another person that probably needs to be a lot better is, is Bam, right? We talked about that before, but Bam just was not engaged until it was already too late. And that's one of the things that he – it's just so strange, man. Like watching him play, like when he's aggressive, he he gets a lot of pressure on the defense, and it allows the Heat to kind of play a little bit more freely. But when he is not aggressive, it is just going to clog up the Heat's half court offense. Like I almost feel like their half court offense determines on how aggressive Bam is going to be that day. Like he he is just a catalyst for why sometimes they're not successful on the offensive end. So. I know the Celtics are doing a really good job of throwing uh, Horford and Williams and Grant Adam, and you totally get to see why maybe there's some, you know, less aggressiveness from him. But like, you still got to take shots, man. You still got to put some pressure on there. But not seeing him is is crazy. But also, I I'm not gonna lie that man, the Heat really miss Tyler Hero. Like, without Tyler Hero out there to provide some extra points and everything like that, it's it's tough. It is very absolutely. tough. No, absolutely. You know, the, the, the lack of scoring threat off the dribble, like, you know, I know Oladipo, everybody's saying Oladipo's back. You know, listen, and I want Oladipo to return to the player he once was, Pat, but I just don't think it's in the cards for him, especially not in this series. I mean, he missed a couple shots so badly. The Celtics started treating this guy like Ben Simmons, like they were just ignoring him, and he was not making them pay. You know, Tyler Hero is an elite off-the-dribble shot maker, shot creator, hard shot maker. And without him, you know, with whatever look he's got going on on the sideline, you know, with that goatee or, okay, um, you know, if he's not on the court, man, the Heat are really missing him. Just the threat of him being able to take anyone off the dribble pretty much and get a bucket, you know, the Heat are sorely missing that. They already had a bad half-court offense. So without Hero, man, it's just super evident that, they're lacking that scoring punch. And especially when Jimmy is, you know, struggling the way he is and whether it's, you know, Jimmy's health or not, that's prohibiting him. He says it's not a lot of people think it is, you know, not everyone is a hundred percent here at this point in the playoffs. We know that, but without Jimmy playing up to like an elite level and without Tyler hero, even on the court, it's just going to be damn near impossible for uh, the heat to score, you know, enough points to beat the Celtics. So they really got to have, they're starting backcourt and Jimmy step up. And then quickly, Pat, to touch on Bam. I feel like Bam could look for his shot way more, and it works. Like those little, like, he drives hard into the lanes, into the lane, pivots, and hits a little fadeaway. Like, I wish he would kind of do that more just as a basketball fan, not as a Celtics fan. It's just it's a little befuddling to me why Bam doesn't try to look for a shot a little more. I know he's not the highest percentage guy, but, man, some of those shots felt like he could get any time of day he wanted to, and he was making them, so. Just, just needs to be a threat, man. I just feel like he's not being a threat right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just wonder when his confidence will get there. Yeah, to to consistently do that, you know, every third time down the court sort of deal. Yeah, he's he's younger, so I, I think there's still time for him to grow into being a more aggressive player. Uh, the Heat really need him right now, though. And, and they'll even touch more on the hero thing is like the Heat last two games haven't been able to reach over 100 points because of no hero, in my opinion. Like if, if hero is not ready for game six, I don't see an avenue of how the Heat get over 100 points unless you're asking Jimmy Butler to drop another 40, 40 bomb, 30 bomb, you know, like. It's it's going to be really tough for this Heat team to to win if you're not putting up at least a hundred points, right? Like, and the Celtics defense is pretty locked in. They need to be super locked in for Game Six and treat this as like a must win because the last thing the Celtics want is less days off and to go back to Miami for a Game Seven. Like those, it's just not ideal. So it's going to be a crucial, crucial moment for the Celtics here as they look forward to game six. Also, probably should mention that Jalen Brown dunk in the third. Was it third or fourth quarter? Uh, I think it was third quarter. Oh, my God. Bro, bro. Unbelievable. He just went up there and exploded. And listen, I really do like Bam as a player. I think he's a phenomenal defender. But we can all admit Bam made a business decision not going up there to block Jalen Brown, man. He would have tried to meet him at the summit, and I'm probably sure he would have got dunked on. Would have been crazy if he jumped, but Bam said, let me step aside like a matador and let Jalen do his thing. So, you know, I know Bam wanted DPOY, and I think, you know, he's that caliber defender. But right there, you know, his business decision got the best of him, and he stepped right to the side for Jalen to slam it home. I mean, Pat, that was a play I wish I was in the building for, for sure, because that was a phenomenal dunk. Man, Jalen took off pretty far back too, man. And and that's why it was like almost the way the ball went in the hoop was kind of a little weird. But, man, yeah, the, the Bam was like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to see my way out. But at the same time, in the snapshot, you're still in there. So, uh, again, got to <laughs> love Jalen Brown staying aggressive and, and turning it on in the second half, really bringing home the Celtics. Tatum was pretty good as well in the second half with finding some rhythm in the shot a little bit there. It was so much better. That, that was encouraging to see. Um, another thing that's going to be crucial for game six uh, is going to be Marcus Smart and Robert Williams' availability. They're both listed as questionable as of right now as we are recording this on, I believe it's Thursday. Yep, so it is Thursday, so a day before the game, uh, game six. So we'll see how ready those two are because that's going to be an important key for the Celtics to also try to protect home court and and knock out the Miami Heat. Yes, sir. So in the first half, Pat, Jalen and Jason shot a combined three for 16. Do you want to guess what they shot combined in the second half? Second half, I'm guessing they shot eight of 14. 14 of 23 is what they shot. So just an absolute way better, way just better. An absolute monstrous comeback, you know, for the, uh, for, for the Jays in the second half, really love to see that from them. Like you said, want them to stay aggressive. Even if they struggled in the first half, they had to get it going because Horford and white, were going to be able to carry us the whole game as phenomenal as they were. Um, and I think they played equally as well in the second half overall, just not offensively. They only took five shots combined because Jalen and Jason were carrying us. Um, I also think Rob was pretty good in this game, man. I mean, he started out in the first quarter scoring, didn't really uh, didn't shoot at all in the second half, I don't believe. Um, you know, he started out with two quick buckets, but overall I think he played pretty well, man. You know, playing good defense, 
you know, I think he's getting a little more comfortable every game on that knee. You know, that's at least what it looks like to me. Like he looked a lot better on switches in game five than I had previously seen in the series. And that makes me very hopeful because his switchability, let's just say, is very important, you know, in here in game six. And, you know, if we move on, I didn't want to say that, but I did. Yeah, no, you, you, you're totally good. But also like Robert Williams blocks were insane, right? Unbelievable. Were on three-point shots, and he, the, the amount of ground he is able to make up is just really, really, really insane. So um, I'm just impressed with Robert, Robert Williams being able to power through that injury. Uh, a note that was very interesting from, from Game 5 was, I, I know Marcus Smart got in some foul trouble early, but it, it looked like the Celtics also saw Derek White start out pretty hot. They kind of like conserved him in a sense. I uh, don't know if Marcus Smart was just not looking that good because they didn't really make comments about it. Uh, also, the foul trouble kind of makes it harder to, to understand. And, and maybe just Derek White being hot allowed the Celtics not to have to lean on Marcus Smart a lot in this game. So uh, Smart was really a non-factor, I thought, throughout this game because his ability you know, was limited as far as needing him because of Derek White was just so special. Yeah, I thought that was good to get Smart a little bit of rest. You know, he didn't have to play too much, man. And like you said, it was really made possible by how well Derek White was playing. And you know, just a few days ago, Celtics fans were saying that was a terrible trade. You know, well, we should have kept Josh Richardson. Look, oh, this is terrible. Well, you know what? They're not really talking now, Pat. So shout out to Derek White, man. Really played a huge role in that game five. Like you said, getting Smart some extra minutes off and overall just contributing to the win. But I think as far as Smart is concerned, Pat, I like that. I didn't want him to handle a huge load. Like you said, he's still playing on that sore, the tender ankle, man. It's not like you're coming back 100% right away. And I would love to see Smart get another game where he doesn't exceed 30 minutes here in game six with a win, hopefully. But, you know, Pat, I don't like playing with my food. So if we need Smart out there, we need him out there. So not much to be done about that. But uh, hopefully we're not going to need him to play like 35, 36 minutes in this game six. Absolutely. And another, like I said, it's easy. We don't really need to get into like what we need to do in game six besides the obvious, man. Hopefully take care of the ball. Take care of the ball. Limit rebounds. Offensive rebounds need to be limited a lot. We, we kind of got let that yeah. get away. How many times How many times can we say that, Pat, before? Uh, you, know, you know what uh, I mean? We're trying before to nail it in people's heads. Fundamentals, right. kids. Fundamental kids. If you're, if you're out there, you're a younger basketball oh, player, Listen, I'll go work on, on little, fundamentals. I'll go on a little tangent. Listen, highlight culture is taking over, Pat. People like, you know, the fancy dribble moves, the deep three balls. I'm not saying this about the Celtics, but just in general, man, if you're a basketball player, you know, younger basketball player, uh, just know that fundamentals, boxing out, sliding your feet on defense, you know, taking care of the rock, passing with two hands instead of one, ball faking, things like that. All that's always going to matter, man. So uh, don't let the fundamentals go by the wayside because you can see in this series how much some fundamentals, you know, have really cost the Celtics in this series. But it was good to see them clean it up there in the second half. And they looked like, honestly, got a completely different ball, ball team in the second half. Ball team? They looked like a <laughs> ball club in the second half. I don't know. I just made up a new phrase, I guess. Ball team, ball club, you know, same thing. We, we're getting the point from Lucas here. Ball team. <laughs> He's just getting excited for game six, man. I was. Yeah, I am. I can't wait already. <laughs> we all we all can't wait. Um, you going to be in the building for that one, Lucas? Yes, sir. I so Lucas, Lucas is going to be bringing the vibes, man. He better wear his lucky 100%, shirt. That's all I 100%. Know. I'm wearing my, my lucky Jalen shirt. And see, he's gonna be wearing the lucky Jalen shirt right on there, just working for him. He'll be good. Everything's gonna be golden. Um, but yeah, 
the fundamentals are so important in, in the game of basketball. And when the Celtics go away from it, that's that's when things kind of get ugly. So really looking forward to seeing the Celtics lock back in and just clean them up, clean up. Don't if we're gonna lose, don't be because the Celtics turned over the ball. Let it be a headline because Jimmy was great, or a different headline where it's something the Heat really did. You know. Um, also, shout out to Ime, who's been incredible. I'm talking Amazing. like incredible. Amazing. You honestly, we are we are blessed. I don't think me and, me and Lucas always talk so about blessed. it and praise Ime, but I don't think we even do it enough. Like enough. I'm so. with you. No, I had to get the tweet out yesterday, Pat. I had to tweet out yesterday. I said, uh, "Ime is so great, man. Can't take him for granted, and you can't, man." And that's what you're saying, Pat. Like, you know, we praise him, but we might not praise him enough because this is not normal, man. We are so lucky to have this coach. You know, he's going toe-to-toe with Spolstra. Went toe to Actually, I don't even think he went toe-to-toe. I think he won the fight against last year's championship coach, and he completely outclassed Steve Nash. I mean, you know, it's, I, I, just, I just don't think I can say enough to how thankful and, ho- and hopeful I am to have him as the coach now and going forward in the future. And Pat, we were pretty hopeful in that opening uh, in that opening podcast, the first podcast I did on the on the show. Mm-hmm. Welcome yep. to Udoka, but Pat, I think he's exceeded even our wildest expectations. Yeah, and you know what? One thing we kind of didn't take in consideration is like we we talked about his experience and how he's been a part of championship organizations and won championships as like an assistant and stuff like that. That makes him a different type. of of rookie coach. He is not your typical rookie NBA coach. He has a lot of experience and pedigree already. He probably could have like a lot of peers around him said that he probably could have been a cho- coach like five years ago. So um, blessed that no other team gave him the opportunity um, and he slipped into our hands and the, the Boston Celtics are in pretty good, pretty good hands with Brad Stevens and Ime uh, in control of a lot of the decision makings over here in Boston. So um, excited to see that as well, man. Um, I can't wait for this game six. Uh, who is uh, who is going to be your winner for this game, Lucas? And who is going to be the leading scorer? Ooh, a little added, little added layer on the prediction. Okay. Um, to nobody's surprise, yeah. to nobody's surprise here, I'm going to take the Boston Celtics here, closing it out at home. Um, you know, as far as the leading score goes, you know, Pat, you know, Luca averages 36 points per game in, uh, in elimination games in his five games in his career. That's phenomenal. And I know this is not an elimination game, but this is a closeout game. And I think the other young superstar from the East, Mr. Jason Tatum, is going to go for 30-plus He's going to stamp it. He's going to prove that he is one of the best players in the NBA, if people already don't know it. And he's going to be our, uh, he's going to be our leading scorer, man. So give me Jason Tatum, 30-plus, to be the leading scorer in the game, and the Celtics win uh, 107 to 94. How about that? That's good right there. How about you, Pat? That's, that's a solid prediction. Um, I also got – we're going to sound very similar here because uh, I have the Celtics winning this game at home. All right. And uh, I think – that Jason Tatum is going to be the driving force. Come uh, on, aren't we supposed to disagree here, Pat? Come on, man. You know what? We we haven't been agreeing a lot lately, but this is this is one. No, I know, I know. This is one where we need to agree on. You know, um, you know how many how many people are going to blame yes, me for sir. not picking the Heat if we lose? Because every time that I've picked the other team, we seem to end up winning, and everybody's like giving me shit. But here I am on the Boston Celtics side. I do think that Jason Tatum is going to come out 
And like you stated, man, it's not a closeout game, but it's it's a closeout game for someone. And I think Jason Tatum wants to be the one to close the door. Uh, I don't know if he's going to hit 30 this game. His shoulder, the way he's shooting right now, is making me more hesitant on the 30-point side now. Uh, I would say he's going to drop around 27 points and add about eight assists plus. So I, I think he's going to be – his handprints are going to be all over the game, but it's going to be in a collective way led by him. Like he's going to be the engine, and he's going to bring everybody else along with him. So I do got the Celtics winning 112-92. to 92. I love that. 112, so a 20-point victory in game six. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I, I like. It. I like the boldness. And I'm just assuming that Hero's not playing as well. So just, right, just right. If Hero plays, I think it will probably be you know a two two three possession game. Uh, I still think the Celtics you know edge him out. Um, but if Hero plays, I do expect it to be a little bit closer. Get the Heat probably up over 100 points um, in the, in that scenario. But uh, as far as you know, the Tatum the Lions. Listen, Pat. His line last game for assists uh, was five and a half. And it was like at plus 140. It's a little betting advice for the Celtics fans. And the rebounds were six and a half plus 110. And uh, to me, hitting the over was easy money, and they both went over. I don't know what the lines are going to be tonight. I'm sure Vegas will adjust them, maybe make them a tick higher, so don't automatically take the over. But if they're sort of lower like that, if they're in the five, six range, you know, I do like that over because Jason Proven is a complete player. So, uh, you know, keep an eye on that, folks, if they, if you got good odds there. I'm not saying to do it. You know, don't come at me saying Venmo me 10 bucks for my bet. Okay. But uh, but if those lines are lower, I feel like that's about as good as a bet as you can make. Because, listen, we've seen Jason Tatum consistently you know, get seven rebounds, six, seven rebounds at least. You know, And then, you know, get four, five, six assists. And a lot of the times in the playoffs, those assists have taken a little bit of an uptick. You know, because teams are focusing on Jason's scoring ability. So he's got to force to create for others. So I'm just keeping an eye out for that maybe a little tidbit. Yeah, and, and you also got uh, our betting analysts there at uh, Sportethos. Those guys uh, are really knowledgeable of what they they do. You can always go and follow them as well and get some more insight. And, and make sure that you guys also follow the show on Twitter at Sports uh, Ethos Celtics. Uh, you also have Lucas at Luca underscore Gainer. You have me at Ball and Opinions. Make sure you guys head over to Spotify, leave that five-star rating, and also head on over to um, Apple Podcasts, Five stars, write a review, ask us questions, man. We are also on the Spotify live app usually when we record. So make sure you guys come in, um, download the app. It's a free app. You can come in. You can listen live. You can come up to the stage. We let people up on stage before we even start the podcast a lot of times, and we banter with people. Um, it's real fun. We have a bunch of people who come up, and, and we just talk basketball, man. Talk basketball, talk about anything you really want um, right before the show. So make sure you guys go ahead and do all that for us. Yes, sir. I echo everything Pat said. Go check out the other Sportsito show. Go ahead and uh, check out Pat on Twitter, Ball and Opinions, me, Luca underscore Gainer, the show. Pat tweets a lot of things out there. I'll occasionally hop on there, tweet out some stuff. Um, you know, rate, review, subscribe, share, you know, do everything we can. We appreciate all the listeners here live and who download the show. And uh, hopefully Pat and I are coming to you with a Game 6 victory recap. And, that would that would be wonderful for my vacation. And that's where I'm going to end it. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So hopefully I, I, that's what I want. I want a victory. Show. I want a victory for my vacation. That's all I want. Yes, sir. Victory vacation. Yo, Pat, enjoy watching your boy Otani pitch tonight, man. Okay. Yes, sir, man. Thank you guys again for stopping by. Hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your evening. We're out. Peace.